This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. The halacha doesn't permit you to do melacha after Chatzot on Pesach. There's a lot of halachot that come on Erev Pesach. One of the things is not to do melacha from Chatzot on. For example, you can't do kibbutz, laundry, after Chatzot. All the laundry has to be done before Chatzot. One needs to remember that. You can't take a haircut. Even though it's not you are the, the one that's taking a haircut, you're going to a barber, you can't do that. If one got stuck and didn't get a haircut, you want to get a haircut because you're not going to come into the holiday with long hair and stay like this until Lagbaomer, or Lamedalet Baomer. So it's permitted to do it with a goy. If you do it with a goy, there's questions in halacha how can you do something with a goy like that because the halacha says that you have to do it while you have somebody with you and you're looking in the mirror and according to Kabbalah it's not good altogether to take a haircut with a goy so best is to avoid take the haircut before Chatzot shaving, many people forget to shave they come before the, right before the holiday can you shave? some say yes, some say no the Oletzion permits it because it's something that people do all the time so if one forgot to shave before Lechatchila shave before Chatzot if one forgets to shave before Chatzot He's allowed to shave after Chatzot. Yeah, you shouldn't do, by that time, it's unlike Shabbat. Shabbat, you can go up to close to Shabbat, uh, but um, and Minchak Tana, once you get to Minchak Tana, so then you poresh from Melacha. If it's business, you can go, or you're a worker by somebody, you can go even closer to Shabbat, as long as you have time to get to Shabbat on time. But on Pesach, Erev Pesach, the idea is not because of that, but since Pesach was a holiday, it's a time that the person would bring a korban, when the person would bring a korban, it would be considered like a holiday, and then you don't do any of those things. When, you, when, when it comes to that day of Erev Pesach, there's another restriction that one is not allowed to eat matzah. Matzah, that you could be yotzeh with it, the mitzvah, you're not allowed to eat the whole day. Why? Because we want you to come with an appetite for the matzah for, uh, at night. If you eat matzah during the day, because that's what's, that's what's there available to eat, you don't have bread anymore. So you're not going to have that appetite when you come at night. Some people have a minhag to be machmir even from Rosh Chodesh. Well, those that don't have a minhag don't have to be machmir. Even those that have the minhag is only a matzah that's kosher to be yotzeh with it, the mitzvah. But if it's a matzah that's uh, not kosher, which means it's a matzah that's not kosher for Pesach, you have matzot that are chametz for all year round, those, uh, one, even those that have the minhag to be machmir are lenient with that until Erev Pesach. On Erev Pesach, you can't eat that matzah. But you could eat matzah ashira for those that are mekel on matzah ashira. There are, there's a reason to be machmir on matzah ashira. Shkenazim, the Ramah says, Ah, Machmir, Matzah, Shira. Sfaradim are Mekel in Matzah, Shira. But even though the Alakha permits Matzah, Shira for Sfaradim, there's reasons to be Machmir in Matzah, Shira. We explained already in the Shurim that the problem with Matzah, Shira, the Alakha says that, first, what's Matzah, Shira? What's Matzah, Shira? So the Gemara says, May Perot and Machmitzim. If you have flour and you have May Perot, juice, you have apple juice, orange juice, grape juice, whatever you have, and 
you, you knead the dough with that instead of water, it doesn't become chametz. Now, don't get me wrong, flour is chametz, because the flour itself, the kernels, they wash them, so flour automatically is chametz. And we're not talking about kemach matzah, because that's not chametz, and that's not going to be machmitz, and that's not called meiperot and machmitzim, that's not matzah shira. We're talking about flour that a person watched that should not get uh, in contact with water, which we don't have uh, available in the stores, because it's either flour that chametz. Yes, so if you get from a matzah bakery such a thing, and you're using only meiperot to make the matzah, it's a, or to make the cake or whatever you're making, it's called mei perot and machmitzim. Now there's a machloket, what does it mean? The Sam Rishonim learned that mei perot and machmitzim means that it's eno machmitz to be chayav karet, but it's still chametz nukshe, which means there's still a isur in it, isur lav, and that's one of the reasons that the rema is machmir on matzah ashira. Sam learned that it's not machmitz, it's all, it's all good to use, no problem whatsoever. This is how the Shulchan Aruch is posek la'alacha. But, that's with a, with a condition that it doesn't have even one drop of water in that juice, in that meiperot. If you have one drop of water, so then it's machmitz even quicker. Because of that, that's the second reason why the Ramah was machmir. So since today we're a little bit uh, taking this a little bit more caution. So when we're dealing with, let's say, matzah shira, like egg matzah, the Oletzion writes that from what he saw, it's not so easy to keep out from water. It's not like uh, the, you have to take water from the sink. Water could come in different ways. Like, for instance, in the machine, there's, uh, there's, there's oil within the machine, there's grease. Uh, when we're dealing with matzot altogether, matzot mechona altogether, there could be a, a problem that some flour was left in the, in the moisture, some flour was left in the machine, and they, it's not cleaned well, and then they make the next batch of, uh, of, of machine matzah, and then becomes chametz, because it's, it stays there for a while. This could be chashashot, although the chashashot rechokot, and la'alacha, we could be mekel in it. On Pesach, one tries to be machmir. When we're dealing with matzah shira, one needs to be 100% sure that there's no uh, water in it. If you have an excellent ashgacha, maybe. Oletzion was skeptical about it. He said that uh, he, from what he saw, it's not so clear that there's no chashashot uh, in the things. And you have all kind of different cookies that they sell in the, in the, in the stores with weak hashgachot that in Eretz Israel they claim that from experience they saw that it's not good. It's, it's, uh, it's meiperot that became chametz and one needs to stay away from them. So this is when we're dealing with meiperot and machmitzim, and that is matzah shira. One should try to, try to be machmir. Even the Ramah would permit for a person that can't eat a regular matzah, an old person, they can't chew, they can't eat, they can't have. Okay, no, for, not for Lela Seder, obviously. But can you have that on Pesach? So the Ramah says, if a person must have only that, he can't eat a regular matzah, there are leniencies for it. One tries to be machmir on Pesach on, on, on especially things that are, there's a, there's a good reason to be machmir. Those, that, those things that is a chumrah with far 
חששות, אוקיי, but this over here is something that the פוסקים felt it's more likely to have a problem. But on ערב פסח, one that wants to eat, ערב פסח, you can't eat regular מצה, you want to eat מצה עשירה, it's, it's, it depends on what we spoke right now, you can eat מצה עשירה up to the 10th hour of the day. If you want to eat cakes, you want to eat rice, eat it until the 10th hour of the day. From the 10th hour of the day, we're coming close to Erev Pesach, and Erev Pesach you have to come hungry to the meal so you can eat your matzah with appetite. So from the 10th hour of the day, one needs to be more careful not to eat any of those things, not matzah shira, not cakes that are made that way, and the Oletzion writes not to eat rice, Rather, you eat a little bit what, what, some, some other things, some potatoes, some things that are not going to fill you up and not too much, fruits and so on. So we have midday for melacha, you have the 10th hour for eating things that, uh, that you shouldn't eat afterwards. The, the, we have also the timing of the 4th, And the fifth hour of the day, everything is short, zmaniot, which means you measure them from Alot HaShachar, and you'll look in the calendar, it's Faradim hold from Alot HaShachar, you start measuring as the Trumat Adeshen holds, as the Magen Avraham holds, and it goes with Shaot zmaniot. You take the day from Alot HaShachar until all the way to Tzeta Kochavim, and you divide those timing to 12, whatever time you have in between, you divide them to 12, each hour like this is Shaz Manit, The, at the fourth hour of the day, that is when you'll stop eating chametz. You can, eat the, you can uh, still have chametz and benefit from the chametz on the fifth hour of the day. The end of the fifth hour of the day, you'll have to uh, burn the chametz and get rid of everything, and you don't, you're, not, you're not supposed to have an eye anymore. That's midrabanan, midoraita. You go until midday, the sixth hour, that's the midday. So you have over here fourth hour. fifth hour, midday, and you have the tenth hour of the day for uh, not eating anymore those things that will fill you up. This is on Erev Pesach. Oh, many things that you'll have to do on Erev Pesach involved with preparing for Pesach itself. You have an obligation to, in Halakha, to prepare the, 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 the table in a very, very מכובד uh, way, in a royal manner, unlike other time of the year. Even Shabbat, you, when you prepare very nicely, is not as nice as you would for Pesach. Since Pesach, we try to look as royal as we can. Bnei Melachim, Bnei Chorin, we came out of Mitzrayim. You put the nicest uh, dishes you have, and the nicest plates you have, and, and, and you'll, you'll set up the table in the nicest possible way you can. Another thing you'll have to prepare beforehand is those pillows or the places that people could eat, beheseva, as we explained, and that is an important thing to know, that when you're sitting uh, to eat the matzah and drink the wine, and it has to be done beheseva, it has to be done correctly, as we explained yesterday, which is 45 degrees angle, as the Tzion explains, you can't have half a seva. You can't just lean a little bit on the side. It has to be on a 45 degrees angle. That's one requirement. Second requirement we said yesterday was what? It has to be comfortable. If you're sitting like this, you're just bending your, your, your body to the side, 
and it's just uncomfortable. You're not, you're not comfortable. That's not called Heseva. Heseva has to have at least 45 degrees angle. And secondly, it has to be comfortable. So if you're using a pillow, it has to be in such a fashion that you'll, you'll feel comfortable when you're leaning on the side. It has to be leaned on the left side. Even an Italian, even somebody who's a lefty, would lean on the left side. Two reasons were said for that, either because you want the right hand to be available to feed you. For that reason, you would say that a lefty would have to lean on the right side in order to have the left hand serving him, because that's his strong hand. But then you have another stronger reason, so and that's always more uh, important, because we're dealing with sakana, with danger, that's why you would lean always on the left side, even for a iteriad. For a lefty. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.